Are you counting this? Counting it? Is it real life? Yeah, this is it. This We're going to start the podcast right now. Right now? Yeah. Starting now. All right. So hopefully this works. Um, if you're listening to this, obviously it did work, but we tried to like record a couple different ways. And if you're wondering why Carla Marie and I are not in the same place and why it's a little different for us, uh, we are both recording from our parents' homes, the homes that we actually grew up in, right? Yeah, this is um, the first time we've been, well, we did our show uh, live on Twitch this week, but this is the first time like we've been apart doing a My Day Friday in a very long time. Well, since the summer, actually. Right? Since that was we the were... last episode we did before relaunching. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I think what's really cool about kind of what has happened during the coronavirus and the lockdowns and everything. Obviously, nothing about yeah. the virus is cool. But this whole thing, video conferencing and doing these conversations virtually is totally normal now. So I think we're right. all getting better at like the speed and the pace and those types of things with video conferencing. Well, we never did um, My Day Friday separately until this year. Possibly. I don't I can't think of a time that we did Monday Friday right. separately. So And like we we would have bent over backwards and flipped our schedules around to be able to to do this and mm-hmm. it's, it's a miracle that we've gone this long doing it, but um we could have figured out a way to record not being together. Like we never we were never forced to do it and yeah. that goes like with anything. Like with okay, even with us with being like oh from our radio jobs, which if this is the first episode you're listening to in a while, that happens. Surprise. We don't have jobs. Yeah. But it most likely was the best thing for us and we would have never done it on our own and we were forced to do it and we're forced to reinvent ourselves now. And this could and most likely and I know will be the best thing that's ever happened to us, but it's the same thing when you're forced to do something, you figure out a way when we had the time and whatever, we were never going to do it. Wait, are you saying getting let go is the best thing that's happened to us? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, a lot of people have said that like, oh, you're going to look back and one day you'll, you'll say this was the best thing that ever happened to you. I am personally not there yet. This isn't the best thing that's happened to me yet um, because we don't have our, our next option yet, our, our landing place. And I'm sure you are right. And I'm sure all the people that have said that, all right, Carla Marie, in yeah. that, you know, on to bigger and better things, whatever that means. Um, but we're just not there yet. We're still in the I, let's figure this out mode. Did you hear that? No. Oh, my phone rang. I don't know how any of this works. Um, I disagree with you for me. Okay. For for you, you obviously feel your own thing, but I feel – like I've been able to experience and enjoy things that I've never been able to enjoy since essentially I was a kid really. And one of those things is Christmas. And I say that because once you get to college, what happens this time of year, you've got your exams. Like I had exams up to December 21st. Oh no, we were done by like the 17th. I think usually for, I, I, from what I remember at Seton Hall. So it was just like Christmas time was like essentially ruined for me. And I don't know, maybe it was Twitch where we talked about this, but then we would have Jingle Ball this time of year. And then we would have to plan our show when we were going on vacation. It was like I couldn't enjoy Christmas. And now I'm literally doing what I did as a kid, just sitting in at home at my yeah. parents or at my sisters. Like, you know, we, even when we're home, like we go out with friends and stuff. Like I'm doing none of that. And I'm like 
getting to enjoy things that I really haven't enjoyed in 15 years. You know, it's funny. And I, I want to get to work and Christmas in a second. We're also, believe it or not, Carla Marie, going to talk about something that I researched last night. I got into a deep, dark hole of taping your mouth shut when you go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the actual health benefits of it. And I know you've got a couple things we want to talk about. There was a bunch of questions that came through my Instagram. Um, but first, we got to hit the intro. Hey, this is Kaiser. Hello, guys. This is Nico and Vince right here. Hi, this is C. I'm Lily Allen. Hey, it's Charlie XCX. Hey, I'm Iggy Azalea, and you're listening to Carla Marie and Anthony. It's my day Friday. It's my day Friday. It's my day Friday. My day Friday. It's my day Friday, baby. Bitches. Bitch. Bitches. Roll up. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I will appreciate um, from being let go, Carla Marie, and you had a, a front row seat to this almost every year, actually every year that we were in Seattle, at least working with Elvis, at least my job didn't get much more difficult around the holidays. Um, there were times I'd have to go in and work on Christmas, but it was super easy. It was basically babysitting a computer for a couple hours while everything was playing. Um, but that changed drastically when we got to Seattle and that's because we had this this small team for most of it, it was either just me or Carla Marie and then one producer. And it was basically on me and Carla Marie to figure out what was going to play while we were on vacation. And that process was terrible. And we didn't have like the systems in place no. that have been built at Elvis for years, years before we got there. Like we were trying to rebuild systems, but it's so hard to like copy a system from a show like Elvis because we're literally missing 14 people on that yeah. point. And it just, it didn't make sense, but we tried to model everything we did after that. But with being a new show, almost every time Christmas came around or being on a different station, whatever it may be, a lot of the content that we had was not arable yeah. because it was saying a different station name or whatever it may be, more, more people on the show. So oftentimes we would basically record whole shows yeah. for our time off. So we were essentially working that time previously before going off. So if we were going to do two weeks worth of content, we were going to do it before and then end up working that time anyway. And it had to be like chopped up and loaded in and all of those things. I mean, from generally speaking, from Thanksgiving to like the week before Christmas, I was just a disaster. Like I wasn't sleeping at all. Yeah, it was bad. So, so I do. No, I was able to enjoy afterwards because we were able to take like because we didn't take a lot of vacations throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I w we were able to take like the whole week before Christmas off, and I would go snowboarding and and do things like that. But it was I do not miss that just stress of like working and trying to catch up to to what we have to do for the holidays. Um, but Carla Marie. And I want you to explain this because you have a much better memory than I do. One of the questions that came through my Instagram, like ask anything that I did, was yeah. to explain when we, you and I met the first day. I don't have an actual vivid memory of that. Do you? I do. Well, then tell I, me because I'm, I'm super interested so, in hearing this. It's not it's not anything crazy. And I think we've talked about this before. But so the way Elvis' studio used to be, um, there was like a high desk or the outside area. There was like a high desk, like um, almost like Pam's desk in the office. 
kind of like you were raised up a little bit and I would sit there and you I feel like had been around like we had seen each other but like at this point you were gonna walk right by me and not acknowledge me so you had to oh okay. so you you no no you did but I mean like maybe I was like I don't know in the studio when you walked in or another okay. time like because we had been there it wasn't like my first day or whatever and you walked by the phone op desk and you stopped and you're just like, Hey, I'm Anthony and stuck your hand out. And that's all I like. I just like, I can still hear you saying, Hey, I'm Anthony. And, um, and that was like really it. And then like, you hated me for a little bit after that because you said I was annoying and you didn't hate me. You just said I was annoying. No, not right away though. No, no, no. You said I was annoying because I popped into, like, the office and was talking about, like, you had an ex-girlfriend story on the air. And I was like, oh, same thing's happening to me. I never said I never said you were annoying for that. You told me. You were like, who is this girl? I didn't even know her. Yeah, I didn't know who you were. But that was it. I didn't think you were annoying. I did try to introduce myself to all the new people. And I still, I mean, in any job, I've, I've tried to do that because being the new yeah. person is kind of weird. Yeah, I know. Um, but when Anthony met me and he did the, hey, I'm Anthony, he had the longest hair I've ever seen. Like, even through college, like, I've never, I guess, touched a man, I would say, because I shook your hand, uh-huh. I, like, with long hair. What? At that point in my life. How did, you, how did you go to any college without knowing a guy with long hair? I feel like 50% uh, of the guys out there went through a long hair phase in college at some point, or at least high school. I guess someone I – um waitress with may have had waitress does anyone say that served with may have had um long hair i feel like every every guy that most guys i knew at some point had like pretty long hair maybe not as long as mine because it was kind of crazy my hair was right for people who don't have any reference of pictures or anything like that um my hair was basically like, like past my shoulders and if you want you can go to my instagram which is at worst anthony yeah. And there's if you scroll down, there's a couple pictures of me with really long hair. I think the longest hair or the longest – no, what am I trying to say? The picture with the longest hair is probably a picture from like my senior year. But speaking of old pictures on Instagram, mm-hmm. Carla Marie, I know you jumped on the trend that everyone's doing now. Oh, I, I fought this so hard. Well, I saw it like four days ago and I was like, oh my God, I really want to do this. I'll do it like in a few days. And I kept putting it off and now everyone's doing it. But I still thought it was really cool. So you didn't fight it at all. <laughs> right. Where you do the questions feature on Instagram stories, which you often use, Anthony, when you yeah. ask people like when you're crowdfunding or crowdsourcing for playlists or, yeah. or stuff for the show. That's how you got all these questions. So I did... Um, Tell me what you want to see a picture of. And then I took what everyone said and posted that picture to my Instagram story. So some of it was like, prom, your high school graduation. I want to see, you know, rockers things. Um, there were obviously creepy ones. Not too bad, but like feet, bathing suit, well, you know. Every time, honestly, every time I see a girl post that initial question, like, tell me what you want to see a picture of. Yeah. I just I have to imagine that every single girl gets picture gets comments back saying feet and boobs like there have to be. I didn't have any boobs. No, truly. When I posted, I didn't think anything creepy was going to come out of it. And then I just got some feet and um, well, your beautiful body. That's just what's as close to boobs. Yeah, I actually asked our friend uh, Shelby Sauce, who posted the same type of question that everyone's posting. And I said, how many 
feet pictures or feet requested you get? She said, yeah. actually zero so far. And I was yeah, so, shocked. Well, what my favorite result, uh, our friend Slickhawk is one of them, but a few people said, I want to see pictures of the creepy responses to you asking what pictures people want to see. Yeah. So I might put them together. How do you do what like do a, you- can you do like a collage of those? Probably, yeah. Well, responses. on iPhone, you don't have this option on Android. You can copy and paste photos into Instagram Story, so it can do that with screenshots. Gotcha. Um, so, so but, what is what has been your favorite request so far? Um, oh, he DM'd me. I'll get his name. I don't because I why not? I can. But um, someone asked to see my first day MJ. He said, "Can I see your first day at Z100 and your first day in Seattle?" And I didn't have my first day at Z100 because, like, taking photos in 2010 wasn't that common. But I did have, like, a year in or so of working at Elvis' show. And then I had our first day in Seattle. And it was, like, it was a cool – like, I don't have those pictures side by side. Yeah. And now I do. Um, so that was a cool one. There were some people asking for toddler pictures of me. Not in a creepy way, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I hope. There were – my first jingle ball, our friend Andrew Festo commented that, and it was actually so fun. I found a bunch of those pictures at my parents last night. So I actually was able to post them, and I was like, I forgot about my first jingle ball and how I got to produce JJ's show on Z100 when I had never produced a show before. Like, I never thought about this. I had never produced a show before. Yeah, I was on the radio in college, but like, no, that's different. I had yeah. never produced a show before. JJ asked me to produce his show. So I was the producer for a show on Z100 New York, the biggest and most popular and best station in the world. Backstage at Jingle Ball, the most popular concert yeah. in the world. And then Jingle it all Ball, went downhill. You know, Jingle Ball is interesting only because I think if you're not from the New York area, you get a different experience with Jingle Ball. Because it started here, it started at Z100, and generally speaking, the Jingle Ball tour that goes around the country, outside of New York and Los Angeles, it's kind of like the B-level show for the company. It's not the glitz and the glamour of New York's Jingle Ball, and then, I guess if you put it in second place, LA's Jingle Ball. Um, It is like, I remember working in promotions and working with the guy who was in charge of running all of that stuff. And seeing him, he would show me emails from like John Bon Jovi's publicist. That was like, hey, John Bon Jovi will walk your red carpet if you give him tickets to Jingle Ball. Like that's how hard it was to get into the show. I had uh, a mutual friend who worked for Diddy and he actually reached out to me. He's like, hey, I need to get uh, Diddy some tickets to Jingle Ball. Can you help out? Like that's the level of New York's Jingle Ball compared to the other places around the country. And like I say this all the time, I didn't get to go to Jingle Ball because I could never win tickets until that first Jingle Ball when I worked there. Like, yeah. it just it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, so that was a cool question. And then I had obviously family members asking for photos of themselves. Like my niece said, your favorite niece, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, you and your Z100 fam, which I didn't even get to share yet. Because at what point is it like they're all so good, but at what point is posting too many? Yeah, I've actually been like swiping through. A lot of these now, not yours, but there's people who I'm not as connected with, obviously. And I'm like, I don't need to see 18,000 of your pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question that came through, and obviously this is being posted on Christmas Eve. We're recording this Wednesday. It's going to be posted on Christmas Eve. And obviously you can listen to this in 2047 if you want. Um, 
And if you happen to be listening in 2047, please message me through whatever platform we are using today in 2047 and uh, let us know that you somehow found this podcast. But Christmas Eve, because a lot of people have been asking about different holiday traditions that the two of us are used to, Carla Marie. This, luckily for me, is the first time that one of my traditions is like completely turned upside down and essentially erased. Like Thanksgiving was usually a big day for my family, but I didn't feel the loss necessarily. Right. Of Thanksgiving. I did such a good job at doing Thanksgiving. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, No, but I think Christmas Eve is like the biggest holiday for my family. That's when we all used to go to my grandmother's house when she was alive and there'd be like 40 people in the house. Now everyone comes over to my mom's house mm-hmm. and uh, or my parents' house. And I think this is the first time that I'm like genuinely sad about a tradition that is being kind of destroyed by the coronavirus because it's really just going to be my immediate family and I think two of my aunts. Like that's so, it. The, oh, I do have one thing that was ruined because so everyone that I'm coming in contact with over Christmas Eve and Christmas is being tested and then quarantining. I've done two tests and I'm doing another test mm-hmm. just to be complete. And um, and again, I will say this as a disclaimer. I know that testing isn't the end all be all, but here we are. And it's better than licking poles, going to bars and not doing anything. Yeah. So. Every year we do this thing with my cousins where um, we do like our own Christmas together because there's just so many of us that we had to start like splitting up. They like stop coming here on Christmas and then we do our own thing together uh, a few days after. And we do um, like a, what is it called? Like the grab bag where you steal gifts from one another. And we have a blast doing that. What and is that called? Not that- white elephant. It's like every girl brings a gift that's good enough for a female and every guy brings a gift that's good enough for a guy. This way, it's kind of, like, easier. And then the girls, like, you only pick from the pile of girl gifts. Okay. And uh, same thing. But I don't know what it's called. There's a name for it when you steal the gift. And it's just so much fun. And we've been doing that for, like, more than 10 years at this point. And this is the first year we're not doing it. I will say, and this is going to sound kind of Grinch-ish of me, um, but I, I first off, I love seeing all of my family, especially on Christmas Eve. There's just, like, a, a vibe and an energy to it that I that I love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there is one thing that I am not going to miss about Christmas Eve. And we started this tradition over 10 years ago, but it was basically like a a grab bag because we have such a big family that it, you can't be expected to buy a gift for everybody. You're just going to go broke. Um, and there also would my family. There wouldn't be enough room in the house for all the gifts. Like there was I'm not exaggerating 40 to 50 people that would show up throughout the course of any Christmas Eve to my grandmother's house. So what we started doing was a grab bag, and for a while it was like a gag gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, whether it was the gag gift or the regular grab bag, I felt like I never really enjoyed <laughs> the gifts that I got from it. That's fair. And there are certain family members who you know if they pull your name, you're not going to get the greatest gift or even something that makes sense. So I don't miss having to fake excitement for a gift that I don't even know why like it was given to me in the first place and then finding a place for it for a year before I throw it out so that I appreciate being able to skip but I I would take that in a heartbeat if I could get everything else back obviously yeah 
my theory thing is, and I said this, I think when Thanksgiving came around was look, these holidays, they may not be the best. They kind of suck, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't get to do the thing, you know, that it doesn't have that total Christmas feel. You know, you're not, we're not at Rockefeller Center seeing a tree, which I actually do that every year. That's another thing um, with my brother and, and his family. We go every Christmas Eve and we're not doing that. But this is a once in a lifetime, hopefully, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll never get a Christmas like this again. So if you think about it that way and you try to, and even as shitty as it may be, whatever your situation is, try to embrace the fact that, look, this situation that we're not, we're never going to have it again. So if it's just <clears throat> you with your significant other, if it's you sitting home alone, yeah, that's sad. I get that. There's nothing amazing about that. But do something good for yourself that day. Because guess what? Next year on Christmas, you're going to be surrounded by how many people? It's going to be yeah. obnoxious and crazy and loud. Do something self-care that day. And I don't mean like, shopping online i mean like truly like being with yourself calming yourself down maybe it's meditation maybe it's you know okay sitting down and deciding what you want to do next year have you truly done that yet you don't have to wait till the first of the year new year's eve to do that you can give yourself the christmas gift of these are the things that i truly want to do next year and if that's literally go to the mall and shop around that can be on your list. Make a list of 100 things you want to do next year. And it could be everything from go to the park, go to a new dog park with my dog, or take my cat for a walk on a leash. Like, do the silliest, fun things on this list and try that. Okay, then, Carla Marie, if, if this is your motivation for everybody to make this Christmas season or holiday season uh, a little better, do you have anything that is on your list of things that you want to do and these aren't resolutions, obviously. We're not talking about no. New Year's resolutions. Just things to Fun kind of thing. look forward to. Um, so I had one that was like a list for life. Um, like a bucket list? It, it, I don't necessarily call it a bucket list because it's like a list of 100 things. And I feel like your bucket list should be um, smaller than that. But I don't know if I wrote it down somewhere. I did write it down. I just don't know what I titled the note in my phone. But – Say, like, they walk my cat on a leash thing. Like, I really next year want to take the girls on a hike. And it's something that I've been putting off, putting off, putting off. And it's, like, the more I put it off, the harder it's going to be because they're obviously getting older. And now I think getting them on the airplane makes me realize, like, I can get them outdoors. Or maybe it's not a hike. Maybe it's going camping with them and bringing them in a tent and something like that I think could be a lot of fun. Do you think they would actually like it, Your, your cats? Well, I'm learning that it takes them like three days to get used to something. So <laughs> if we can for like four days, they'd love it. By the end of the day? By the end of the trip? Yeah. Okay, wait. No, I'm looking. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, wait for what? My list. I found my, I found my bucket list and it has one thing on it. So I don't think anyone's not. like necessarily concerned with the name of the list, Carla Marie. <laughs> I think no, it's I more that. find it. Oh, okay. I thought you just wanted to tell everyone the name of the list. I was like, I don't think that's the, the main concern at the moment. Are we just going to wait or? No, I'm not going to sit here and search for it. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, there is before – because I said we were going to talk about this and I haven't told Carla Marie about this new trend that I've been researching because um, I want to hear your reaction to it. Okay. Sleeping with your mouth taped closed. What kind of tape? Like like actually – you could use regular scotch tape if you want, but it will like probably pull your lips a little bit. Um, but you can get like surgical tape. Oh, and what you do, apparently there's a lot of sleep and health-related benefits to doing it. 
Oh, I feel like your breath when you wake up is probably awful. Well, no, it's so it's supposed to. And but please, before you tape your mouth shut with masking tape and go to sleep, like do your own research. I'm not a doctor. I don't want you dying listening to this podcast. Um, but I couldn't sleep at all last night. Like I was legitimately up. It is 10.15 right now as we record this on Wednesday. I was up until 5 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. Why did you just jump you, up? You know I'm putting together a list for the best sleep habits in the new year. Well, this should be in it. I don't know if this is going to make my list. So the things that I learned about sleeping with your mouth taped shut is obviously the reason you're doing it is so that you breathe through your nose. And I guess that is supposed to help slow down your body and you bring in like more um, nitrogen or something into your bloodstream through your nose than you do through your mouth. So not only does it help calm you down, but you're getting in like better air or something through your nose. I buy into all of this stuff. Like, I'll try it. I'll do it once I'm back in Seattle and like, my normal sleep environment. But at the same time, I don't think I'm going to like it. But also, you mentioned uh, your breath, Carla Marie. I believe it's supposed to help your breath, oh help, my God, help you fight cavities. And, you, and this happens to me all the time. Do you ever just wake up because you sleep with your mouth open, I'm assuming? Um, do you ever just wake up with like – kind of a mildly sore throat that takes like yeah. an hour or so to work through or like yeah. really dry lips or really dry, dry throat that yeah, alleviates all of it. Open. Oh, I sleep with my mouth wide open. Well, I have plenty of pictures of you like on road trips or yeah. like uh, in buses sleeping with your mouth open. I'll never forget when we were in Taiwan with Sam. Um, how many years ago was that? Five, yeah. six, whatever. Um, I have a picture of you sleeping with your mouth like open and you're like, look like you're kissing the air. Yeah. Well, so I sleep. I'm a, a huge like my mouth. You could you could chip a uh, a golf ball into my mouth. You could like put it in there. That's how wide my mouth is open. Oh, but I'm like seriously considering trying it. The only thing that would deter me from doing this long term, sleeping with my mouth taped shut, is that it's not cute. Ex- that's kind of it. Is like at some point I would like to be in a position in my life where I, I'm sharing a bed with someone, and I don't want to be the person that has to like have gear on my face when I go to sleep. You know what I mean? Gear. Well, I thought you always said you wanted a separate bedroom. One well, day. yeah, but like I'm sure at some point in my life I'm gonna like bring someone home or want to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, I need to tape my mouth Yeah, shut. I don't want to be that person that like now can't fall asleep because I don't have my mouth tape. I don't want to get so used to it that I can't fall asleep otherwise. Yeah, that would be um, – like could you imagine staying with the guy or being with the guy for a little bit and then finally you stay over his house and he's like, oh, sorry. I got to tape my mouth <laughs> shut before bed. Like you that- know that you know that you're just going to – that uh, the the point where you tape your mouth shut means that like no fun is happening for the rest of the night. No fun is happening. As a girl, if you go to a guy's house and he tapes his mouth shut, you wonder what he's gonna do with that tape while you're sleeping. Yeah, there's that. You could end up in a real like Silence of the Lamb situation. It's several lambs. Silence no. of the lambs. Silence of the lamb. Yeah, I was Wait. right. No, what is the movie? Oh my god, is this the, like the um? What is it? The Mandela effect. 
No, I think you use that phrase way more. Lambs. Oh, it is lambs. There's several lambs. Oh, okay. Silence yeah, of the lambs. Because one lamb's probably quiet. It's like a lot of lambs together. They're not. <laughs> what? They're like, don't lambs say bah? Uh, maybe, Carla Marie. Um, hey, how do lambs go? What? How do lambs, like. What sound do they make? Yeah. I guess they're just like a sheep, right? They would go brah or something, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not making a, a lamb sound. Bah. <laughs> bah humbug. I don't know what they do. I said, how do lambs go? And I heard Caroline in the background just go. <laughs> Caroline, by the way, is Carla Marie's cat, if you're not familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, we are going to get out of here. We appreciate if you're listening to this within the first weekend that it is uh, posted. We appreciate you hanging out during the holidays with us. Uh, we will be back on Twitch Monday morning, which would be the 20 – what is that? The 28th, 9th, something like that, whatever Monday after Christmas is. What, Carla Marie? Really cool, really, really cool. It's currently on my uh, Twitter account at the Carla Marie, but I have courtside seats for a Rutgers basketball game. So I'm currently um, – there now so for the women's game i was there and then tuesday if you're watching the men's game you'll see me courtside enjoying the game okay as a as a, as a cardboard cutout <laughs> yep and i'm next to my friend danny who i went to Rutgers with so that's super cool and um so look for me in the stands i'm wearing a tie-dye Rutgers shirt it is a pretty cool picture i haven't done that for seton hall yet i think i still can and after it's seeing cool. carla marie's cardboard cutout I, I think I want to do one for Seton Hall basketball. It's pretty crazy when I got the picture sent to me. I was just so, like, it's the little things this year, but seeing a cardboard cut out of myself, I was just like, Dad, look. Mom, look. How cool is this? Like, oh, my God. And they were like, that's actually really cool. Wait, did you actually go to Rutgers basketball games, like, often? Were you a, a big supporter of the Rutgers basketball team? What? I think the audio is cutting out. So I'm assuming you didn't go to games when you could have gone in person. No, I went to all the football games. Did you go to any basketball games? Mm-hmm. After so I graduated. For people who aren't familiar, Rutgers plays on campus at a, in a building called the Rack, which is what the Rutgers yep. Athletic Center. Yeah. I how many? How many basketball college basketball games, mm-hmm. both men's and women's combined, did you mm-hmm. watch at the Rack? Well, my cardboard cutout has watched one. You didn't watch one basketball game? <laughs> you sit here and you trash talk Seton Hall basketball. You know what? I don't have to be there for them to be good. You know what's hilarious is I think the only time that you have watched Rutgers play live <laughs> basketball was at a Seton Hall game Center. at the Prudential yeah. Center, which is where cool. Seton Hall plays. But it was also a Rutgers game. Yeah, but you went to our home to watch your team. You haven't even gone to your own. Here's the thing, Anthony. Just because – like, I don't have to be there for my team to be good. Clearly, this year, no one's there, and they're crushing it. You go to all your team's games, and they still suck. <laughs> they don't suck. They've been one of the most consistent teams for the past six years in college Except basketball. for this year. Anyway, suck. They, uh, this is not a college basketball podcast. Also, yesterday, after we did the show, uh, I got a message from, and I can't remember her name, but... It was the first time she joined our show on Twitch, and it was right when I was making fun of the fact that Rutgers played Hofstra this year, and I was kind of alluding that Hofstra is not a good basketball team, and Uh-oh. she said, the one time I tuned in, 
you are crapping on my school. So to any Hofstra alum or students, uh, I don't hate your school. You're just not that great at basketball compared to Seton Hall and, and Rutgers. Whoa, did you just say Rutgers was better than someone? Yeah. Hey, I have a question. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say in the studio, but we don't even have a studio. But I've been thinking about taking my um, Rutgers diploma and hanging it somewhere in my house where you also live. But I was going to tell you to bring your Seton Hall diploma and we can like hang it up in the background on Twitch. But you don't even have one. No, I never actually got my diploma. I mean, I graduated like I walked. I got the fake diploma, the piece of paper that they hand you. Um, but because I had outstanding parking tickets on yeah. campus, mm -hmm. I never paid them. And they kind of held my diploma hostage. And I got to a point where I was like, I don't really care anymore. And now 14 years removed or whatever it's been, I don't think I really need it. But it's so cool. Like I, um, my sister has hers hanging up in her office and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I don't know. It's a very expensive piece of paper. It is. And that's all it really is. It's a, a piece of paper to prove that you spent a lot of money to go to a, a college, basically. Normally, unless you've got a scholarship, in which case, fantastic. Um, before we go, anything that we do, you can find in the description below. So if you want to check us out on Twitch, which is a live streaming platform, you can get that. It's twitch.tv slash Anthony, but you can get that link below. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, that would be fantastic, and that would help us out a lot. If you want to follow us on social, that's all there. And probably the biggest thing, if you want to stay up to date with everything, is our newsletter. And I promise we don't spam you. You might get one a week at most, um, unless there's a really cool special event, something you need to know about. But all of that stuff is in the description below. And what do people do on Apple Podcasts, Carla Marie? Um, if you could rate and review the podcast, so obviously subscribe, but then if you rate and review, you could only do this on Apple. I don't know why other platforms haven't rolled this out, but um, the more five stars we get, five stars, please. If you rate and review and do five stars, our podcast gets pushed up on lists, whether we have a huge amount of listeners or not. It goes a lot of times by rating. So if you've listened to this podcast forever, if you've listened to it for one day, Feel free to go leave five stars. If you don't like this podcast, email us, Carla Marie and Anthony at Gmail, and we'll get better. Just don't yeah. leave us a shitty review. Any of your complaints, don't make public. Any of your praise, you can make public. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, just for this uh, show, I think we should put this also in the description, Carla Marie, is the link to my pop punk emo playlist that I've been Let's talking about. Yep. If you have a Spotify account, we will link that below. A lot of people have been listening to it. Um, it's got like 50 well, subscribers already. If you don't have a, um, a paid Spotify account, you can still listen to it. It just will have ads. I have no idea. That's a great okay. question. And uh, if anyone wants out. to figure that out, that would be fantastic. But all, all right. of that stuff is in the description below. Um, from me to you, I'll let Carla Marie do her own thing in a second. Merry Christmas. If you don't get to listen to us or hang out with us before New Year, Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah to everyone that was celebrating earlier. And thank you for making any amount of time available for uh, these two big dumb idiots that you've been listening to or watching. Thank you very much. Carla Marie? We appreciate you very much. We know this year has been a shithole. We know the holiday season isn't what it normally is. Um, try to appreciate the time with your family if you get it this year. If you're on Zoom, try to appreciate that time with your family. If you're sitting alone, like I said, do something for you. Reach out to one of us on social. We'd love to hear from you. Just 
do your best to appreciate the moment and be in the moment. I'm, I'm working on that. I know it's not easy. So take this time. If you have time off of work to really appreciate the moment and be present and put your phone down after you DMS or do all the things we told you to do, put your phone down. We love you. We mean that we, you look great. Tell your family, they look great. Confuse the hell out of them on Christmas by saying that. And uh, yeah, like Anthony said, happy late Hanukkah. We know we said happy Hanukkah while it was going on, but happy late Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. And we'll see you before the new year. Peace.